Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Market Girls. We run a vegan blog and YouTube channel. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog. We do some vegan news. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about content. Are you content with your content? (laughs) English is weird. (laughs) English is very weird. (laughs) So since last episode, we kind of did a deep dive into Pinterest, we thought maybe we should talk about content across other platforms and kind of explore that a little bit more. We've done it a bit in the past, but honestly, it changes so (laughs) much and so quickly that those are probably already out of date and uh, not right anymore. Most definitely out of date. (laughs) It's like as soon as you get comfortable in the new algorithm, Instagram or Facebook or whatever, it's just like, psych there's another one right or there's like a new best practice that you have to be aware of (laughs) yeah (laughs) keeping up with the platforms is a full-time job uh yeah i mean like literally it is for both of us (laughs) (laughs) it's more than a full-time job for both of us (laughs) all right where do you want to start do you want to go like by platform sure let's go by platform should we start with the platform that like we originally thought was going to be like the number one, which is YouTube for us, right? Oh, I thought you were going to say Vine. (laughs) (laughs) I think we would have killed it on Vine. (laughs) Seven seconds is all you can handle. (laughs) Honestly, I don't think we'd be able to do anything on Vine if it still existed. Like I don't, I struggle with 30 seconds for IG Reels. Like... But, I mean, bringing up Vine, it did kind of inspire a lot of uh, the things that we see now. Right? If only, like, imagine, like, the person who created Vine, I don't know the backstory of Vine, but whoever created Vine is probably like, what the heck? Like, there's so many things that are based on that concept now. (laughs) And they've been trying to come up with a new app, and then TikTok came along and kind of beat them to the revival, and I don't know what's happened with the other app they were working on since then. Uh, So enough about Vine. You were actually going to say we should start with YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, YouTube, which is like, originally, it maybe still is, I don't really know, the hub of Two Market Girls. I would argue that the blog is more the hub now, but... I think so, too. And I don't really know how to articulate that feeling that, like, we care so much about our YouTube channel, but it it doesn't feel like the blog and some other things sometimes feel more primary than the YouTube channel. And I don't really know why that is. I honestly think in some way it's because we've been able to see more growth on some other platforms and YouTube, like we've been able to see great growth. We have an awesome amount of subscribers and all that kind of stuff, but like it is still really hard to break through on YouTube. It is like, there's not just like these strategies that you can input, like there is, but like it's still a lot of luck and it's still a lot of like, oh, the right person saw this and shared it with somebody or, you know, the right few people saw it and did really something like, your click-through rate went really high because the right people saw it right away or whatever it is. I think YouTube is still one of those things that's really difficult to do. Yeah, so it's like even though it's one of our main platforms that we are consistent on, like we have not wavered from our consistency on YouTube for the past over four years. Which is so much. (laughs) Yeah, but 
it's where we do struggle the most with growth. So it's almost like even though we are consistent on it, we don't always feel like it's a priority. Yeah, it's not like the priority in terms of like putting a lot of attention behind growing it because like we've done that for a lot and haven't really seen a lot of results. So we may as well focus our time where we are seeing results. Mm -hmm. But I also think the fact that we haven't seen a lot of growth and we do have this, I don't know, feeling towards YouTube now, it almost gives us this space to just be like, well, we'll just keep playing around with it. It is what it is. Yeah, honestly, I think it's, I think I'm actually enjoying it a little bit more, even though we aren't seeing the growth because I'm not taking it as seriously. And I know that doesn't like, it's not necessarily a positive thing, but it kind of is. I'm just kind of now having fun with it. And I think we're just kind of like being ourselves more than anything else and just being like, let's try this video. Who cares if it doesn't work? Whatever. <laughs> it's just like, it's a, there's a little less pressure. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a combination of us taking the pressure off focusing on what's going to bring in a bunch of views because like I we never know what that answer is. Nobody really knows what that answer is. Yeah. And also just us getting more comfortable with the videos and with just like you said kind of letting go and I feel like probably a lot of that might have just come from the past year when we yeah. had to let go of that pressure because we weren't together and we were yeah. trying new stuff anyways. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the last year where we had to just kind of completely restructure our content and figure out how we were going to film the same content again, just like allowed us to relax a little bit more about it. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that you know, almost a year into doing that, we still have our consistent viewers who yeah. comment and support us. I think if we didn't have that, we would struggle a lot more with YouTube. But even though we don't have as many views as we wish we did, we still have like consistently people commenting. It feels like people enjoy the content. You know, they're right there with us. And I think mm -hmm. that that's what keeps us going. Even though we've changed up the content, like there's some weeks where I'm posting the 30 minute Wednesday videos I'm like I don't I don't know <laughs> if this is gonna be okay but they'll tell us if it's not like I'm making this for the people who are already subscribed yeah, that's exactly. kind of the mindset I remember when we did the Costco haul when we went grocery shopping together this was like very like just before the pandemic I think just like yeah, a I think it was couple months or something like that yeah like last January probably yeah so we had gone grocery shopping together and I remember that like we were filming on our phones and I remember you said you're like I'm so worried about the quality and the audio quality and this and now we're like filming on our phones a lot <laughs> like yeah. and I'm, obviously you still want really high quality things but like we're just kind of letting go a little bit more and focusing more on just having fun with the content and creating engaging content rather than being like it must be high quality at all times so it's kind, it's kind of nice to see that, like, change. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to something that I remember, I think it was probably, like, Casey Neistat probably used to say about making videos, is that you can't let the gear get in the way of the story. And, like, for us, the story is just us doing whatever. So if we're feeling, like, held back by the fact that we can't, you know, get the perfect shot then we don't get the moments that make the videos interesting so yeah. by letting go of that pressure we just kind of go with it and I think even if you know sometimes the audio isn't as good or the quality of the video isn't as good I think we you can make up for it with what's being captured with our glowing personalities oh my gosh yeah <laughs> 
that that's why everyone's here right because we're like hilarious <laughs> individuals right if that's if that's not why then i don't know why they're here and i feel like maybe we should be embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> okay but yeah so like what is our like do we have a strategy for youtube i really don't know if we do well like the every sunday you get a recipe and the recipe videos are yeah. such a formula like that is the one thing that we keep consistent and then i think the other half of our strategy is just what else what can we try on the wednesdays that people are going to enjoy i think yeah. that's about it it's kind of us trying to still have those recipe videos that are a resource because mm -hmm. if you have content that is a resource people will come back to it but they won't come to it maybe as soon as it comes out right it's going to be on their own time yeah. that's sometimes the difference with evergreen content let's call it <laughs> um and then with the wednesday videos they're just kind of whatever we want them to be and i also think that that's where we've grown the most like even though our filmmaking and our recipe creation on sundays has definitely grown i think us as people who make videos we've seen more growth in the wednesday videos because for sure they're just kind of whatever they need to be. Yeah. And they like we were never afraid to like do something different because they weren't something that like people knew what to expect each week. <laughs> they were just like what their name, whatever. <laughs> and people have said that they like the more casual content and I don't know exactly what they're referencing when they say that, but I feel like we've heard that and just kind of ran with it and be like, well, this is casual. <laughs> I think we've become too casual. You could argue that, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the chaos in some of our cookbook reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I really I liked our brunch board video recently. I thought that was a really fun time. Yeah, no, I really liked it too. I I thought there was great some great one-liners out of that one. <laughs> uh, that our audience got as well, because if you go through our comments, you see it. <laughs> it's nice to know that video, actually, I really enjoyed, because it was nice to know that what we find funny about the videos, other people find funny, too. So we're kind of in tune with at least our, like, dedicated audience. Uh, yeah, because otherwise I feel like I can get in my, I don't know if you do this too, but I get in my head too much about like worrying like I thought this was a pretty fun time, but no one else did. So now I'm just like questioning myself. I mean, I do that with photos a lot where like I'll get mm. so excited about an image and I'm like, wow, this is like the best photo I've ever taken. And then I post it on Instagram and it performs so poorly and I'm like, what? What this it's so nice. <laughs> That's the worst. So I like I don't necessarily get that with the videos maybe because i'm just not as in them because i'm not editing them i'm not like going through them cutting things out and all that kind of stuff but i am like that with the photography a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes sense that makes sense yeah so yeah i think right now for youtube our strategy is kind of just like a ever changing right now just kind of going with the flow and I'm sure it'll change again once we're able to actually film together, which I was talking to Hutch earlier today and I was like, can we invite Devin to live with us so I can just like <laughs> film with her? Because I miss Devin. <laughs> I was like, would you mind if Devin just like moves in and just stays here permanently? <laughs> well, she'll like quarantine for two weeks and then just live with us. <laughs> perfect. I think it's perfect. And I also did that without even asking you, Devin. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'll consider this you asking me now. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm pretty into that idea because I definitely miss filming with you, especially like this past Saturday. We did three recipes and one mm-hmm. of the recipes had like five recipes within it. <laughs> and I obviously had to make them all too but then i'm sitting there i'm like oh man i'm just like thinking about how much work you're doing on your own and i just want to be there trying to help and i'm like and i can't help this sucks i was so tired yesterday yeah but also like it was so worth it i was really happy with all of the recipes we did yesterday march is gonna be a good month guys good i feel like we've had like all the months all two of them so far have been great (laughs) i will say yeah 2021 content i think has been really good i've been very very happy with 2021 recipes and whatever wednesdays Mm -hmm. and you know what if we're learning anything from this conversation it's that it's okay to still be figuring it out four years into it (laughs) i mean to be honest i think that's the name of the game for social media because of the thing we talked about at the beginning the algorithm it's always changing what works is always changing what doesn't work is always changing and like if you're not always feeling like you're trying to figure it out i don't think you're doing social media right (laughs) that's fair that's fair and eventually too you just kind of you find your people yeah on the internet and then you just grow with that feeling Mm -hmm. exactly so i think you know i think we're doing it mostly right (laughs) (laughs) we just are waiting for the people to find us (laughs) we've got some great people now um but you know tell your great friends we have built it and we are waiting for them to come (laughs) (laughs) i've heard that that's that definitely always works yeah right that's yeah that's how youtube works no yeah for sure i'm like secretly i always hope that i'm like you know every once in a while when you see like a video just like explodes but it's from like two years ago i always wonder if one day that'll happen just randomly one day like our portobello our fried portobello burger will just like take off and all of a sudden hit like 200,000 views and it'll be like how did this happen where did this come from (laughs) That would be so amazing. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen, but I'm still hopeful. (laughs) Okay, it could happen. I think we should have faith. The internet works in weird ways. Yeah, totally. Um, Do we want to switch over to, like, Instagram? Yeah, let's talk about IG. The gram, which is, like, I feel like what most people think is, like, the heart and soul of social media, which is a little unfortunate, but... Yeah, like, it is, but it also really isn't. That's, like... It is for certain things, and I think it isn't for a lot of other things. (laughs) I think Instagram was one of those things that we really prioritized at the beginning, had like a strategy going in, and we've slowly just loosened that strategy and now just post because we need to post or like engage with our audience there, but don't necessarily worry about growing it too much. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, but now that you put it that way, it's sounding kind of similar to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll come to learn that the two things we're prioritizing are blog and Pinterest, what we <laughs> talked about last week. It, but we are still like creating content for all platforms consistently, mm-hmm. and it still matters to be on there. And I think, too, with Instagram, like our photos are amazing, obviously. And we have... <laughs> Instagram validate me oh (laughs) and we have a good following on there like we Mm -hmm. have an engaged audience that we can talk to and interact with and I think that that's the one thing that Instagram 
does and still has. Like, even though they change their algorithm all the time and it's a hot mess and you cannot count on them for anything, if there's one thing you get out of it, it should be talking to your audience and getting to share things with them. Mm -hmm. I also do think, and I don't know if that, like, obviously we're in our very own little niche area of like vegan food blogger type thing but i find the creator community on instagram is really fun and really supportive at least in our little niche that we experience like we're always there's always talk about make sure you're supporting your favorite creators and people sharing each other's content and it's kind of it's i like that aspect and i feel like instagram hasn't always been that but it's nice to see that kind of starting to happen yeah like we get down on Instagram a lot because it, it's not always that great for the individual. But I think mm-hmm. as a community, like getting to interact with other people, either through like DMs or comments is really good. And then also getting to share other stuff that you're seeing on the platform. It does that really well. Like you can't get that out of YouTube, right? You can't yeah. get that out of your own blog. But sharing content within a platform, Instagram does very well. Yeah, no, it's the easiest platform to be able to just share other people's content and really just like engage with not only your followers and your viewers and readers, but the other creators in your community and support them. Exactly. Now, we haven't really talked like we haven't really talked that much about the content. Yes, Instagram is photos, but it's also obviously so many more things because it keeps changing. Honestly, I think... Yeah, and honestly, it's most recent change. It seems to be prioritizing video over photos anyways. Mm-hmm. It's reels and IGTVs are like the name of the game on Instagram right now. Yeah, I mean, IGTV has been around for a while, but I feel like as a consumer, I have I never got into IGTV. I hated IGTV when it came out. Is it because it was too long? It was, yeah, it was one of those things that I was like, if I'm going to watch an eight minute video, I'm going to watch it on YouTube. I'm mm-hmm. not going to watch it on Instagram. But that's also because, and I think where, I don't know about you, but where I differ from the like everyday consumer is that I don't watch YouTube on my phone a lot. I don't watch like long form content on my phone, which a lot of people do. You just look at any creator's analytics and it's like 80% mobile views, mm-hmm. which like, blows my mind still because like I couldn't watch a 30 minute video on my phone every no. once in a while I'll do like I'll put it on the phone while I'm doing the dishes or something like that but like it's not my how I watch content regularly normally I'll pull up a computer or my laptop and I'll watch it there so mm-hmm. I think when Instagram came out with IGTV I was like why would I watch an eight minute video on Instagram Instagram is for quick scrolling mm-hmm. it's because like they got into that mindset oh everyone loves vertical video right now let's give them more vertical video and you know it's true people do like vertical video because that's the way they're holding their phone but if they're on their phone like you said they're not looking for a big time commitment here this is casual but i have actually found myself watching more igtvs recently um but they're still not like 10 minute long videos i'm watching they're like at most five minutes yeah yeah. If I see that it's too long, I'm like, oh, I'm not watching this. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> so I do find myself watching more longer content on Instagram, but not to the point where it's like YouTube long content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how are you feeling about the reels? Because, you know, we're they're pretty well established at this point. It's been a few months. Mm-hmm. I think they've become better than when initially launched. Also, like, 
I will still say creating a reel on Instagram is still one of the most stressful parts of content creation, which is why I don't do it. Mm-mm. I create it outside of the app, everything about it, and then I just upload it into the app because creating a reel, and maybe they've updated it since, but like it sucks. <laughs> it your phone go your phone heats up. You're like, sometimes my Instagram would just crash on me in the middle of my reel. It's just not good. <laughs> and I think too, the, they just didn't build in the same kind of incentives that TikTok did. Like the reason you edit a video in TikTok is because they've built in these other features that work really well with making it within the app. Like things like you can time your clips with the music as you're recording them. There's just... it better experience but i will say what i do like ig reels for is watching tiktoks (laughs) (laughs) as someone who does not have a tiktok account i do still enjoy a lot of tiktoks i just watch them on instagram when people make the stuff on tiktok because it's very easy to make a tiktok based on how they've created their user experience and they just download it and upload it to instagram (laughs) and i do feel like there's like other than I think recipes can translate pretty well to IG reels like it's yep. not necessarily and like a tips style and stuff. yeah like there's not a style that is specific to TikTok so I think that's why when you see IG reels if it's a native reel and not from TikTok it's probably some kind of like food or maybe a DIY yeah. thing but then the reason everything else is just coming from TikTok is because there is this different style and this different tone to any kind of TikTok video that you just don't get from IG Reels because it's not TikTok. Like, IG is something different. You go there with a different mindset. Yeah, they have different personalities, the apps. Yeah. And also, I think it's based on how you're able to create content. Like you said, on TikTok, you can create content timed with music. It's built in to be able to create a very specific type of content. Instagram is not designed to do that. But one thing that bothers me a lot about Instagram's video, either whether it's IGTV or IG Reels right now, is that there is a gap. So IG Reels are up to 30 seconds long. IGTVs are at least a minute long. (laughs) Why is there a gap? Like, I understand having two different places for different types of content, but IG Reels then should be up to a minute, and then IGTV should be over a minute. Well, then the other gap is you can have a minute on your feed, right? Yeah. So they're like, put a little bit here, put a little more here, and then put the rest here. But like, also, I don't, I also don't think video works very well on the feed. Like, I've tested it out, and it doesn't perform that well. And maybe it's just my bad luck I don't know but like from my experience they're prioritizing IGTV and IG reels right now so why would you put anything on your feed (laughs) yeah definitely and I don't find myself watching a lot of videos either when I'm scrolling through Mm -hmm. if I'm gonna watch a quote-unquote video I'll go up to the stories and watch it in stories yeah so um but we have been kind of switching it up I think we haven't actually done a lot Instagram releases a lot of new features and usually it's a a result of somebody else launching a feature and Instagram's like, oh no, we don't have that. (laughs) Um, So Instagram launches a lot of new features and I find we're pretty slow usually at changing up content for that because either we don't like it initially or we just don't have the time. But we did start doing reels a lot more. 
Mm-hmm. And I will say I've actually been enjoying making reels. I think it's a lot of fun to just do really quick little recipes or tips or whatever it is. It's a lot of fun. And I like re-editing some of the content we've had on YouTube for Instagram. Yeah. And it's kind of fun, like having something different to experiment with, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, repurposing something else or just trying like, let's just do a 30 second, let's make this little thing really quick. And it's not a lot of pressure yeah. compared to trying to make it for a different platform. Yeah, it's like one of those things, most of the like recipes that I've posted exclusively to IG Reels, like those like baked Chex mixes or a hot chocolate, that kind of stuff isn't really stuff that I test. Like it's stuff that I make anyways and I know how to make. I'm like, I'll just quickly, I'm going to quickly make this anyways. Let me just quickly film it for an IG Reel because it's like quick, easy steps and it works really well and it's a place to put out some extra content and be able to like reach more people or provide more stuff for your current audience. Um, but I've actually really been enjoying reels, even though I don't think we've been like having the same success that some people did when they first started using them, but I've still been enjoying them. Mm -hmm. And I think like what you mentioned is the key is like keeping it quick and easy, like easy to digest and easy to follow because I mean, it is only 30 seconds. If you try to put too much into there, it's going to be overwhelming. But if you also try to do too little and you spread it out, people will swipe away, right? Yeah. Like capturing their attention is so difficult because I also find myself doing that I'm like well if you're not getting to the point yet I'm gonna leave <laughs> Devin's like I'm bored bye <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> but that's what I do yeah no I agree even like when I'm making a reel I'll like watch it through a few times and I'll be like I have to make sure I can read everything fully it's long enough that I can read the steps that I'm putting on the screens but not too long that I think it's boring <laughs> Because Instagram, it like almost every platform, other than YouTube, I would say, is a platform of short attention span. So <laughs> you really have to make sure you're not losing people in the first like five to ten seconds. Mm-hmm. And the more they make these vertical videos even shorter and shorter, like I, it's just making our attention span shorter and shorter, right? That's what's yeah. happening here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, it's like this is the thing. It's weird because I feel like when... IG when IG reels came out and even like TikTok and stuff and I was like they're like basically platforms are forcing our attention span to be less because if someone can fit just as much like information or whatever into a 30 second clip why is anyone going to watch a five minute video but I honestly think YouTube's been the opposite I think longer videos have been performing really well on YouTube yeah because it's it's exactly what you mentioned before. It's like you go to Instagram and YouTube for different things. You're in a different mm-hmm. mindset when you open them. Like you're probably on your laptop if you're watching YouTube. You're on your phone if you're watching Instagram. So when you're on your phone, it's more casual, more passive. You're not as like focused. So it's you want it to be shorter. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I go to like Instagram if I'm trying to like kill some time or I'm bored, yeah. I go to YouTube to like actually watch something fun or like entertainment or something. Not that I don't find things on Instagram entertaining, but it's more about the intent when you open the app. Why are you opening the app or why are you going to the website? And on Instagram, it's normally because like, oh, I'm kind of bored. I need to take a little break from work. I'm going to go to Instagram real quick. <laughs> Exactly. It's um, it's like a terrible impulse at this point, honestly. Yeah, like I'll never be like, oh, I really want to watch something and go to Instagram. Like that's <laughs> not, that's, like I'll be like, oh, I have 10 minutes until my next meeting and I'm tired. I'm going to 
peruse Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like, it's just such different intents. And I don't know if that's, I assume that's most people, but maybe that's just us. <laughs> oh, it's definitely everybody. Let's just say that it's everybody. Yeah, we're normal. But I think the other interesting thing is when you watch different reels that are 30 seconds, sometimes that 30 seconds feels a lot longer than others. And it's also, I watch them like, how did you fit all of that into 30 seconds? And it didn't even feel like it was rushed or anything. And then I go and try to edit one. I'm like, 30 seconds is so short. I can't fit everything in. How do you do this? Yeah, no, honestly, I was editing. I don't remember what recipe it was for, but I was like, how am I going to fit everything into 30 seconds? This feels impossible. Yeah. And then I watch other ones. I was like, oh, this is working so well. Look at how much time there is left. (laughs) It doesn't feel rushed at all. Like I don't and I can't figure out what it is about the content that's making it feel not as like 30 seconds isn't a short amount of time. Yeah, I know. I, I have no idea because like that's the same thing when I'm scrolling through IG Reels sometimes. I'm like, how? That was just 30 seconds. That felt like a minute long at least. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Then again, when I go onto TikTok and I can see that the video is like got the progress yeah. bar and it's going to be a whole minute. Sometimes I'm like, this is a lot, actually. Oh, no, I 100% agree. Sometimes, like, I don't have a TikTok account, but I still have the app, and I'll peruse through sometimes. And I, like, open the app, and I'm like, wow, this feels so long, like, too long. And I'm like, it's impossible that it's too long. It's only a minute. <laughs> like, like it's literally can only be up to 60 seconds. But I don't know what it is about the progress bar, but it feels like it makes it slower. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't like it. Take away the progress bar. (laughs) But you know it's a good TikTok when it's a minute long, but you don't even notice the progress bar because you're just so focused. (laughs) Anything with dogs. Or cats, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, really. Any animals. Yes. Um, Devin. Yeah. Now we there's two other apps. Facebook and Twitter. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have accounts on both of them. I would say we don't have a strategy. <laughs> no, so, I would agree. <laughs> I think we started with a strategy on Facebook, but Facebook, it is so like you basically have to pay to play on Facebook and nothing else really works. So unless you want to spend some money, which is totally fine to do it, you can get pretty good reach with a small amount of money. But we just don't really want to spend money on that. Like, we're getting Mm -hmm. good reach on other platforms that we don't need to spend it on Facebook. And who knows? Maybe we're screwing ourselves over by doing that. But I'm not ready to spend money on Facebook. Facebook's a crappy enough company. They don't deserve my money, too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I think Facebook, we used to have a strategy, but it's it became so pointless to do it on there because we just like even with a thousand followers on our Two Market Girls Facebook page, it still reaches like. 200 people if that on a good day Mm -hmm. (laughs) like so it just feels so pointless that I'm just like why am I wasting my time here when it's literally doing nothing for us exactly it's like the return on your time is not that great there anymore so uh, we're just gonna go except for our food group yeah I would say if I think if we were starting TMG today we probably wouldn't have started a Facebook page Mm. I'm it's there now and I post like maybe once or twice a year (laughs) when I remember it 
Um, but other than that, it just kind of sits there. It doesn't really yeah. do much. Uh, and then Twitter, I have no control. I mean, I have control over it. I can log into it, but I don't really <laughs> do anything on Twitter. That's like Devin's domain. And I also don't really like pay much attention to it, to be honest. Every once in a while when she posts some ridiculous TikTok hack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I I don't know. I will say, though, I, I appreciate that I don't do TikTok because I do like to see content from TMG that I didn't do, that I didn't, like, write a copy for or anything because I'm like, oh, what's Devin talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also kind of like, oh, Kat's writing all this copy. I got to put something out there. Like, uh, <laughs> who am I talking about? <laughs> but Twitter is such a, it's still such a mystery And I want to say to everybody, except for maybe like NHL team accounts, because (laughs) my goodness, they do Twitter so well. I know. I think sports in general does social media really well. Right? I'm always in awe of that. Yeah. But what I found with Twitter, like running it for TMG and at work, is that I don't think, and I could be completely off about this, but I don't think it's a platform that you can passively participate in and see results like if you're just if all you're doing is scheduling on twitter and then kind of like leaving i don't think you're gonna see growth or you're gonna see much come out of it yes you'll have a consistent twitter feed but it's not really gonna do what twitter is doing now because what twitter is doing now is still being about current conversations and like adding on to that conversation and kind of just a stream of consciousness of the world which is kind of a bad thing sometimes a lot of times (laughs) what i will say so from the like brand side meaning like not tmg brand but like actual brand from the like business brand side i usually view tiktok and it's been a discussion before about like should we be on tiktok like we don't actually see tons of like social traditional social media results from tiktok did i say tiktok yeah (laughs) (laughs) i meant twitter um And one of the things that I think Twitter is the best for is communicating with people. Mm -hmm. And it's so it's like, from my eyes, Twitter is like the customer service central. Like if you need to be on Twitter, A, to know what people are saying about your brand, especially if you're a big brand, and just what people are saying about the world. Because as you said, it's very in the moment. People will just tweet something. It's a very good place to know what people are talking about, what they're concerned about right now. And it's a great, like, it is the place I go to when I'm trying to reach a brand. Like, if I am trying to, like, get a customer service request in, I will message them on Twitter. And I think Twitter is, like, that kind of, and I, again, I think sports teams somehow do it really well. It's, like, impressive. But I do think for most brands, it's a customer service through and through. You need to be on it to know what your customers are talking about and know if they're saying anything about you or what's going on in the world that may affect your brand. Um, But you also need to be on it in order to be able to communicate really quickly with your customers because it is one of the few platforms that's still... um, Still chronological in the timeline. It's chronological, yeah. Is that the right term? Okay. It's still one of those things that you see the most recent thing. Um, So, and you don't miss anything. You can keep scrolling and see everything. So I think Twitter is one of those places that most brands need to be, but it doesn't necessarily need, it's not necessarily a traditional social media platform in a sense that you should expect a bunch of clicks through back to your website and you should expect like huge views on videos you post there or anything like that. 
Yeah, I think for Twitter, you do, you'll see good results on Twitter if you're using it to kind of like read the room Mm -hmm. and you're using it for social listening. Because that's what I find myself using Twitter for every single day is what are the conversations happening? How are people feeling? Like, especially on my work account, that's kind of how I get a lay of like, what are people feeling and talking about today? How do we speak to that? And if you had just gone in and scheduled a bunch of stuff and then disappeared, you wouldn't really know what was going on. What are the conversations today? So you're not really contributing to them. You're just like passively posting stuff. And like Twitter is not going to give you any Mm -hmm. returns if you do that. Yeah, Twitter's essentially a messaging app. (laughs) Yeah, but the problem with the fact that it is kind of listening and reading the room is that it it can take a lot of time to do it well, which is why I think we also haven't had consistent Twitter activity because like there'll be times where I'm on maybe a different Twitter account and then I see a lot of good stuff that would be good for TMG and then just kind of like switch accounts. I'm like, okay, found some content, but you have to be on there to find it. No, honestly, I think some of the best content on twitter the brands that do it really well clearly have people who are so dedicated to twitter like a wendy's is it wendy's who does the like really crude yeah <laughs> like that stuff works but that takes so much time like i can't imagine doing that and also trying to maintain every other social platform like twitter in itself should be a full-time job mm-hmm and th- there are days too when it's it feels like there is so much you can contribute to the conversation and then there's days when there isn't and that's why i think with twitter it's not necessarily about tweeting every day or this many times a day but it's maybe more tweeting when it counts and when you have something to contribute mhm but yeah i feel like twitter's an interesting one that i feel like it would be interesting to learn from other people too about what their kind of Twitter strategy is. Because you also, in the social media world, you honestly also don't hear a lot about, like you go to a job posting for a social media manager and they talk about how it's like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And like Twitter's sometimes there, but often it's not just because people, like you don't really think about it. So I'd be very interested to talk to more like social media people about like their strategy for Twitter. Yeah, like I love, I probably spend the most time on Twitter out of any platform, but I still, the way it works, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I I do really enjoy the way that Twitter organizes things. Like I like that everything's chronological, but that they also have like pockets of these are things you might like because your friends like it or people mm-hmm. you follow like it. So it like takes a little bit of every app and then builds it into its its app so like i wish instagram did that with its feed like Mm -hmm. keep everything chronological then every once in a while you can pop in being like this is what your friends are like or this is some of the accounts you like the most this is what they're doing but like i enjoy that twitter still puts that user experience first i think Mm -hmm. and as far as content goes like video works pretty well on twitter you gotta just be careful with the length and i think also having captions if you've got audio because like no one's using audio when they're scrolling on twitter yeah and then if they could just figure out their image cropping because that is (laughs) the most annoying thing about twitter yeah this is one thing that like whenever i'm uh scheduling stuff to twitter for my work account 
I will make sure that I'm cropping for mobile every single time. First of all, because people like Twitter is that one thing that I don't know the last time I logged into Twitter from a desktop. Like, (laughs) like I'll every once in a while I even log into Instagram from a desktop. Twitter, I have no idea when the last time was that I did that. Twitter is just a very because because it's like such an in the moment thing. You reach for your phone, you don't reach for your laptop. Yeah, no, I will always, always, always crop for mobile because it is so annoying, their image cropping. (laughs) And like, if you're creating content specifically for Twitter, like that's the hardest thing is that because Twitter's image cropping is so specific to Twitter, you need to create content for Twitter because if not, your content looks stupid. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The only way, like sometimes I get around that is if you post two photos instead of one it's more likely to crop them nicely so we'll just do that yeah no it is it's one of the hardest ones to create content for because a lot of times like the images that i take of a recipe works on facebook they work on youtube for the thumbnail they work on instagram they work on the blog they don't work on twitter (laughs) freaking twitter oh it's so rude but i'm so addicted to it too yeah no twitter i enjoy but twitter's like it's a love-hate relationship with twitter Mm -hmm. sometimes the memes are on point and sometimes you just doom scroll i think twitter is one of the best platforms but i think people also use it for the worst reasons wow that's so (laughs) deep (laughs) like i i I enjoy the actual like twitter when i think about twitter that is my favorite concept that is my favorite user experience everything about it but I hate the way people use it. Agreed. <laughs> uh, are we missing a platform? I mean, should we talk about podcasts? Well, that's the thing about a podcast. Like, it's not, there's not a social media thing attached yeah. to a podcast. It's just a piece of content. Which, like, I am waiting for the social media platform for podcasts because I think it's a big gap in the podcasting world. No one has figured it out. And I, I don't even know what it's going to be. Because, like, it is difficult to do i get that because there are some podcasts that are like two hours long imagine scrolling through a podcast app like an instagram app and you like stop you're like i'm gonna listen to this two-hour podcast (laughs) but like i feel like you need something like that where either the main thing is to like bookmark things or save things so you can listen to it because like this is the one thing i struggle with podcasts the most is just finding podcasts and knowing about them because where does anybody find them (laughs) not on any of the podcast apps they find them on twitter (laughs) yeah really honestly i find them when people i follow post about them and that's Mm -hmm. how i find new because even like uh spotify searching on spotify sucks for podcasts i don't like i don't know how podcasts are discoverable unless people it's all word of mouth essentially yeah it really is the only thing that um uh spotify is doing better than let's say apple Podcasts because i think apple Podcasts is one of the worst podcast apps out there it's garbage <laughs> i've never it. used it so i can't speak to it but <laughs> but at least with spotify you can kind of like save stuff to a playlist in a way yeah. like this is my cue these are the ones i want to listen to next like mm-hmm. that's a step and i know there's lots of other podcatcher apps that have better user experience but sometimes not all of the shows are on them and things like that so i know some people to get around that idea that you can't always find the content or keep the content organized people will have different apps for different types of podcasts Hmm. like the ones that are like really intense about it so like maybe all of their 
chat casts are on this one and then if it's something about business all of those shows are here and all of their fiction ones are here because otherwise there's nothing that organizes it all in a nice way yeah i want an app that is easy to discover podcasts that you can listen to a 30 second clip of without having to just like scroll down and just listen to the podcast episode like i want like a quick and easy like snippet of a podcast that i can like almost like a trailer for each each episode so i know if i want to listen to it (laughs) that's that's what i need because this is the always the thing that i struggle with with podcasts is even when i find a new one i'm like this podcast is 40 minutes long do i want to take the time to listen to this to even know if i'll enjoy it (laughs) like yeah it depends how did i hear about it do i think there's a high chance i like it is there already a trailer I can listen to? Or, yeah. like, is the description, is this a good one? Yeah. So, I feel like there is some, like, obviously podcasts are huge. Like, they're so popular and there's so many of them. I just wish I knew more of them. <laughs> and I wish it was easier to find them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say I probably discover most podcasts through Twitter. Hmm. I don't know how. I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> I don't listen to that many podcasts and it's probably because I find like two or three that I really like and just listen to them religiously. Like I listen to every single episode of How Did This Get Made? And that's pretty (laughs) much the only podcast that I listen to on a regular basis. Um, But like the most recent one I discovered is because a company, like a company started one, Indigo. Mm. They started their own podcast and Mm -hmm. they posted about it on LinkedIn. That's the only reason I found out about it. Oh. Which also, I will say, people are sleeping on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. (laughs) Really? I (laughs) never post a lot. Yeah, I I hardly ever went on it. And then I started going on it the last few months. And people post a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. I didn't realize how active people were on it. I knew that some people were active on it. I just didn't know if it was, how do I say this, my demographic? (laughs) Your people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I've actually really enjoyed it. I've actually found quite a few things through LinkedIn. Um, But it's also not a platform that we use for TMG at all. So like we have a little profile there, but that's just so I can put the little logo beside the place that I work. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, that was a lot of content. Yeah, lots. I mean, it's what our lives are. (laughs) You just you just got to snip it into our lives. It's like when you're we're not creating it, we're consuming it. (laughs) Yeah. Or talking about it. (laughs) Literally, I honestly don't like when I think about my life, I'm like, my life is just spent on social media. Not because I'm like this necessarily like hardcore consumer for of it, but I work in social media. TMG is all about social media, and I'm also somewhat a consumer of it. So I'm like, I just like live and breathe social, <laughs> which is like scary to think about. Mm-hmm. And I think normally I would be more scared of it, but right now because we're also so isolated all the time it is kind of helping you feel connected to other people sometimes hmm. i actually sometimes find the opposite it Not comes that in waves i think yeah i like i had to get off of it yesterday yesterday was one of those days that i was like i just need to not think about people or the outside world and i just turned everything off and just watched netflix <laughs> yeah yeah and then there's other times where i'm like I need to know what other people are doing right now because all I've seen are these four walls and these three people and what's the rest of the world like? Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> all right well i think that's going to be it for this episode be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes and if you want to check out all of our content <laughs> head over to youtube where we are two market girls or our blog is twomarketgirls.com and we are two market girls on all of the socials except for tiktok and and clubhouse is another one right oh That's my god i can't one. even with that no people keep talking about clubhouse i still have no idea what it is <laughs> no i'm good i'm good <laughs>